Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello guys, welcome to a new episode of the Commerce Lab, the place where we talk everything related to Amazon and e-commerce in general. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, director and founder of Ecomsi, and today we're going to be doing another questions and answers session as we do every week at 5 p.m. GMT time. And, and also for those that might be interested on Thursdays, we're also doing this session, but on Spanish. Okay. Before we start today's episode, I just want you to rem uh, remind you that you can check all our other episodes we are launching on a weekly basis on our YouTube channel and podcast channels. So on Mondays, we are always bringing a specialist in the space, usually talking around Amazon, e-commerce, mindset, entrepreneurship. So things that we can really bring to you that can benefit you to keep growing your Amazon business. And then on Wednesdays, usually it's an episode done by myself when I usually do trainings around specific strategies um, and new ways to keep growing your Amazon business. Okay. So I'm going to start by bringing some of the questions to the table. Uh, I also want to thank everybody before I, I start bringing these questions to the table that has been sending these questions during the last week. I appreciate that. Remember that anybody that has any question that maybe is struggling around a specific topic or they just want to maybe clear some specific doubts around some specific strategies, feel free to drop them on social media, email, or even during this live session. Okay, so I'm going to start by putting some of our first questions of the day. And let's get started with today's questions and answer session. So the first question of the day is, why is Amazon disposing my products without my consent? So usually this issue happens because, first of all, Amazon is always going to notify you if they're going to dispose your products or not. So you need to always be uh, checking your email and your notifications in Amazon because most likely they already notify you that they were going to dispose the, the items and they give you a window that they say if you don't take any action, they're going to dispose them. And the second thing is that you also should check your settings um, within your Amazon account and make sure that you have the option um, in, in terms of Amazon having the freedom to dispose and return the items to into your inventories are is off right because if if it's on they are going to have the freedom to basically do whatever they want with the return units so check those two things um, i'm pretty sure you should find a solution there next question of the day what are virtual bundles so virtual bundles is basically a new feature that Amazon allowed that is basically allowing you to put two products that you have within your inventory that has to be FBA and Amazon allows you to basically bundle that together and sell it as a new listing so you can do at the moment between two and five products 
and I actually recommend doing this if you have products that can cross-sell between each other. Because the thing with virtual bundles, right, is that let's say you're selling um let's say you're selling a water bottle. I also always use this example, and you're also selling elastic bands. So maybe it's a bundle that you could uh, make together because they are products around the exercise niche, right? So the nice thing when you do a virtual bundle is that you first can use new images. So you can use new images for the listing. You can also use new ACO, which is very powerful. That means you have new title, new bullet points, new everything in terms of uh, keywords, which at the end of the day is a new window for people to discover your brand and your product. So that's why it's a no-brainer if you have products that can match and work together to make a virtual bundle. Um, or than that, it becomes a new listing, and then you just handle the listing as a normal listing in terms of um, advertising and everything but yes it's very powerful and i would recommend everybody that has the option to make use of virtual bundles for sure next question of the day which software do you recommend for split testing images so for this one we use two softwares to be honest so we use pigfu so pigfu is a very nice uh, tool for that basically what allows you to do is that you can pay for an audience right and once you pay for the audience um, it's going to allow you to basically send your four, three images in terms of variations to an audience of 50, 100 people, wh whichever is the audience that you pay. And you can also choose the niche and, and the specific like avatar that you want to focus around. And then you get a vote. You get a vote in terms of people wanting more your image number one, number three, and so on. And based on the votes, you can get a more educated guess on which image you should be launching your product with. So that's the first software. The second one that we use is Helium 10. Helium 10 also now started running a tool that allows you to do um, audience um, testing in terms of images and split testing. It's also a paid service, and it's the same uh, the same basics. So you pay for an audience, you send your uh, images that you want to split test, you get a result, and you get a more educated guess. So this is something that for sure we do with our clients when it comes to launching new products uh, because it's very important to to ensure that you get uh, with the right food right in terms of launching your product um i mean once your product is already live amazon sometimes even give you the option to do split testing of your image but that's more a strategy in the long term once you have more data and you want to split test your image but testing softwares from the very beginning in terms of split testing images for your first image ever i think that's very important because after all you have no data and it's, it's better to do an educated guess based on data right than just guessing and that's it right so yeah i would highly recommend that so we have a new question can we merge two different brand name asins under one part async unfortunately no to add two pros under the same async parent async needs to be the same brand so if they are not the same brand, you can add them on the same parent listing. Now, um, you could try to change the brand for sure. The thing is very complicated. I mean, um, Amazon makes make it very difficult to change the brand. So it's very difficult road to take, but for sure it's possible. I mean, some people have some money to donate. It's just that it's difficult. In terms of how it affects the listing, it doesn't affect like the sales or anything like that because you're just changing a, a, basically the brand name. You're not changing the ACO or positioning of the product, but it's very difficult to do. So if you manage to change that in the back end, for sure you can add them in the same parent listing without any problem.
Next question of the day. Can I use my US home address to create a shipping plan if the product is actually shipping from China? So um, this actually comes around a trick that now I'm thinking uh, back in the time people were basically to get um, a specific warehouse that was close to the location or just because they wanted to manipulate the warehouse they could get from Amazon system because that warehouse is actually automatically generated and some people also, based on forums and Facebook groups, they also find out that some warehouses uh, had a faster time in terms of processing inventory. There were less collapse, things like that. So they wanted to manipulate the warehouses and they were using uh, different addresses when it comes to um, shipping your units. So you shouldn't be having any issues, to be honest. Uh, I haven't heard anybody having issues with that. But if I mean, if you can really use um, your China warehouse um, supplier address from from the very beginning, I would advise just to use that one because at the end of the day, uh, that trick is really, I don't see the, a huge benefit when it comes to manipulating the warehouse. I mean, maybe it does in terms of having thousands and thousands of units already within the USA and you need to move them around, then it makes sense. But if the units are already coming from... Uh, outside of the USA, it, it wouldn't make much sense unless maybe you want to ensure you can save a bit of a ground shipping fees. Let's say you want the shipping coming from LA, right? So you don't want the warehouse to be in Florida because then they need to go all the way through USA. So maybe that's something that you're encountering and then in that sense you might explore using different address to try to, to change the warehouse. But again, sometimes even changing the address doesn't guarantee you, they give you a closed warehouse. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a gray area, I would say. I mean, it's, it's really up to you, but I will always advise to use the China one. And then if you have a 3PL in your country, then you can use that one as well, because most likely you're sending from China to your 3PL uh, warehouse locations in the USA and then to Amazon. So that's the options that you have, okay? Next question, does adding tax on the A plus content index for your listing? So yeah, this one is actually a question we get very often. And for sure, the tags that you use on your A plus content is gonna index uh, for your listing. Um, we have tested this with multiple listings and we have seen a benefit in terms of indexing for specific keywords. I mean, just give it a try, add a Spanish keyword, maybe a keyword, uh, a spelling, uh, a spelling mistake or something like that. And you're gonna see that within a few hours, you should be indexing for that keyword. So it definitely works, don't waste that space. Make sure you use relevant keywords when it comes to the tags within your A plus content. Next question will be, okay. Can I add a dog toy and a supplement, I guess dog supplement as a variation within the same listing? Uh, no, when it comes to variations, it needs to be a variation of the, of the seed product. In this case, the parent product. If you're selling a dog toy, you can sell like different colors of the product. So it can be like maybe red, uh, white, blue, different variations of the actual product, but it cannot be a completely different product because it does not allow by the definition of variation, okay? So basically make sure that whenever you're creating a variation, it's just uh, a variation as the definition says of the actual pro rather than a complement or an accessory of the product. 
Now, next question will be, what is the NARF program? So the NARF program is actually very similar to the EFM program in Europe, right? So basically what allows you to do is to have all your inventory in the USA, but you can say, still have your listing active in the um, Canada and Mexico. So I have heard mixed feelings around this and we have some clients that have tried as well and it's not very efficient. I mean, sometimes async don't can transfer correctly. There is some lag in terms of synchronization between one marketplace and another one. I mean, you can definitely try, but it's, it's, there, it's still not top notch in terms of performance. Um, was good as the EFM program. So give it a try. But I will say for sure you're looking to scale your product on those marketplaces. The best thing I always advise you just go FBA straight away. Start with 300 units, 400 units, and slowly grow because the NARF is more a momentary thing. But when it comes to really growing your business, you definitely want to go always the FBA way. Or, a or FBM if you have a, three, a third party logistics partner on those countries for sure. Um, I think, what do you think of sponsor display? So sponsor display is something that I consider and most of the people in the space consider sponsor display as, an, as a strategy more at, at the top of the funnel. This is a type of advertisement that you wanna do mainly to create awareness to, for retargeting. And most of the time, the ACOS is higher compared to sponsor product. Now, why do you want to test sponsor pros? Uh, sorry, sponsor display, because it comes to a point that sponsor products uh, is as optimized as it is, right? So you have tried already everything, exact phrase, broad product targeting. You're already fully optimized. You have your best keywords running, good echoes, and then it comes to the next uh, phase, right? I would say when you're already spending around five thousand on sponsor products, start testing at that stage already sponsor display because. You also need to, if you want to get to the next level and you really want to build a brand, you need to start creating that awareness, start targeting specific audiences, start retargeting people that is looking specific pros within your niche or your competitors. Again, the ACOS is not as good, but it's, it's an investment you're putting to put your product out there and your brand out there to create that awareness and halo effect. So definitely give it a try. It wouldn't be necessarily the first type of campaigns I will do when you're getting started because it's more expensive in terms of results but yes definitely it's a good uh, way to to create the hard effect in terms of your brand next question i just launched a new product for the first time with aba but still have no buy box what should i do usually this issue happens um when the account is very new from what I can see on your on your on your question, you just mentioned just first product. So if your account is already new, sometimes it can give you buy box issues, and this usually is very easily solved. We created some cells, so generate around 10, 20 cells on that account by maybe uh, advertising the product on some um your friends or, or your community, and those initial cells should get um, that initial activity that the account needs to fix the buy box issue. Next question of the day. Um, yes, uh, this is the next question. How to translate listing to other languages? 
um, when it comes to translating, listening to our languages, uh, I mean, I know the question might be very easy and, say, and just say translated, but of course that's not just the case. The number one mistake I see when people are transferring listings from one marketplace to another in terms of different languages, it, they are just translating with a software, Google Translator, or just paying a translator. That's a huge mistake because you're not doing what we call listing localization. So what is listing localization? What happens is that when you are transferring a listing from, let's say, to USA to Germany, right? You might think, okay, I just transferred that to German language and that's it, but that's not the case. You need to make sure you understand your audience in Germany, the niche within that specific product in Germany and see if they actually purchase that type of product. If there's already an alternative to your product in Germany that is already fulfilling the need, the way people talk about the product in terms of what is the informal language and people how they talk about when they want to search for this product. All those things are huge when it comes to optimizing the listing on a new language. Because if you come and just translate, most likely you're gonna miss a lot of informal keywords, phrases, you're not gonna mention features or focus, features of people in Germany are looking for, things like that. And you're gonna see definitely an impact in the long term. So whenever, um, whenever you are doing a translation from one marketplace to another one, make sure always to do localization. Make sure you analyze first the market, see if there is an actual need because sometimes there isn't even a need. And once you uh, find that, you can go ahead and do the transfer from one marketplace to another one, okay? Um, next question. Which payment provider do you use when handling multiple currency? Okay. So when it comes to handling multiple currencies, I always advise my friends from OFX. We actually have a partnership. You can find the link on, on all my episodes and this live should be a link of OFX. You get a promotion in there. And they are very good service when it comes to handling multiple currencies. You open an account, you have a dashboard, you can handle hundreds of currencies. And it's huge, guys, because a big mistake I see people when they're selling in USA and they are from uh, other countries like in Europe or in Asia, is that they, they get the funds transferred with Amazon fees and Amazon rates, which is horrible. I mean, the rates are not competitive at all. Don't use those. You're you are leaving a lot of money on the table. So use a system a service such as OFX, they link with your Amazon account. So you get your US dollars transferred to OFX and within OFX, you have a, a way to transfer to multiple currencies and the rates and the fees are super low compared to Amazon. And that's a nugget there. You can save ton of money that you can use them towards PPC or other strategies. So definitely don't make the change of your currencies with the Amazon system. Okay, which other question? Uh, actually, we also get a question of a service provider. Which tax service uh, provider do you recommend? So for this one, we use a HelloTax. So you can find it also on, on our description for Europe. Uh, we also got a partner for uh, USA. Um, you can also find the, the link in the description and they're very good when it comes to dealing with taxes. Uh, they also have good uh, rates. 
they help you setting out your accounts your vat so definitely check those two guys in the description they are very good when it comes to handling taxes um i think that's everything for today guys uh, let me just double check yes that's it so thank you very much for coming up today i appreciate everybody that's joining uh, on these lives on a weekly basis and also for everybody that's sending these questions i appreciate it um also remember to like share and subscribe uh, these episodes are going to be live and also going to be recorded and broadcasted on our youtube channel podcast channel and also social media channel also uh, feel free to reach out if you need any kind of support remember that our first consultation is always free so there is no attachment at all so you're gonna have a call either with me or somebody from my team to analyze your business and see if we can potentially work together and help you grow it okay so take care guys see you in the next one and thank you for being here bye bye thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen that will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it want more visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free or Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.